the reviews are in and we'll tell you what they are. He is Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele. And I have a question. Blue. I noticed this week that there is going to be a prequel to The Omen. And I'm wondering, is this Damien as a fetus? He was six in the first one. How are you going to do a prequel to this? Um, I'm picturing that it's going to be the whole scene of how she then got that fetus. Because that's the only thing that would make sense. I guess, but still, we know where it's going. There, there's, there wasn't, was there much of a mystery to where, how yeah. we got where we were going? Yeah, that's the problem with prequels, because you know where things are going eventually. So, kind of like, uh, okay. Like, like Black Widow, I really enjoyed the movie. But the fact that you know eventually what happens to the character kind of like puts a bit of a damper on the whole thing. Speaking of dampers, because that's a segue, there's a trailer for Avatar, the second movie. And it looks like Avatar, the first movie, only with water, those being the dampers. Did, did, I, thought it, I thought it was a fake trailer at first. Until I realized <laughs> I that it was 20th Century Productions or whatever whatever they're calling themselves now, actually putting it out. And I went, hang on a minute. That might be real, but it looks almost exactly like the first one. And I thought it was the first one until I said, ooh, they added some water scenes, but which could have been deleted from the first one. Could be. Yeah, I, think, I don't think they've actually made a new film. I think they just put a filter over the the first one so it looks like they're underwater for a lot of it and i think that's all they did yeah i mean i liked avatar but i'm not i didn't think it was that good completely yeah i mean i thought it was a really good movie but but you know the the worship of the movie is like oh my god no one's ever like people have been making movies like that for decades i mean yeah the effects are great but i mean this you know the oh nature is good People are awful. It's like that's kind of a re- recurring theme for like forever. It's like the guys never heard of silent running. I mean, come on. Fern Gully, so, for Christ's sake. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, <laughs> it almost is Fern Gully, except they made the, the people kind of like cats in blue. So, you when he was two, which is about when that movie came out, that was his favorite movie, but he had a speech impediment, so he kept calling it Fungally. Which is also and, close. I mean, we were trying to, we were babysitting him one day. And he kept going, fungally, fungally, fungally. And we're going, what the hell is he talking about? And then his older brother went, he wants to watch Fern Gully. We went, oh, okay. Get the VHS tape. It's not to crap all over Avatar, because I like Avatar. Avatar is a really good movie. But but it's it's not, it's, you know, it wasn't, oh, my God, they reinvented sliced bread. It was like, no, they didn't. No. Fern Gully, I think, actually, is a better movie for what that's worth. So I'm not ahead, all I'm like, ooh. 900 more sequels of avatars like okay i'm sure they'll be fun and i'm sure i'll go watch them but you know okay cool if you want to crap all over something i found something to crap all over because this this next thing i found this maybe 15 minutes ago which would i think puts it in the category of pre-pro high ted (laughs) on july 14th netflix is re-releasing i'm sorry not re-releasing is releasing a new resident evil movie yeah. The last one was in November. What the hell? You, you, no. You no. don't want to see Raccoon City again? I don't know. No, it, it is, I thought it was. Because I said, ooh, new, or, you know, the new Resident Evil movie is coming to Netflix. 
and it, this was on my uh, Facebook feed, and I went, it's just now coming to Netflix? Wow, I mean, I know it was a, a while ago, but it wasn't that long ago. It should be out already and all this stuff. And um, I got distracted by a phone call, turned back, and the video started, and I went, that kind of looks like the one I watched. Wait, that part wasn't in it. This is a new one? So, yeah, for those of you who oh, like this, it, it, so it, it looked exactly like the one that I reviewed a couple months ago, which was horrible. Yeah, since there wasn't evil, I mean, pretty much once you have seen the first one, do you really need to see any of the other 17 other or however many Resident Evil movies there are? It's like, oh, look, evil monsters. Cool. But this one's in water. Wait, that's Avatar. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. How about some good news? We finally know who the next Doctor Who is going to be, actor-wise. Allegedly, he is the second youngest Doctor Who to Matt Smith, and a lot of people think he's gay, which I do not care about in the slightest. What I am curious about is his name. Cause I, and I loved how I found that I found out before the show started or before interviews or anything, because normally it takes an age to find out how people pronounce their names. And this one I needed help with because his, his name is spelled N-C-U-T-I. And I'd love to find out how that is pronounced shooty. Because I remember my English classes where I was told S-H makes a sh sound. Sometimes C-H makes a sh sound. N-C never made a sh sound. At least not in many of my classes. I'm just pointing that out. Because I saw NCUTI and I thought, oh, Naval Criminal Urinary Tract Infection. That's the new series, the spinoff of NCIS. It would be. I, I'm, I'm just being silly. Um, but he is apparently, his name is Shuti Gatwa, and he's famous for a show called Sex Education, which I had never heard of before. But that's a BBC show, and I'm in Georgia. So that kind of makes sense. Indeed. Um, and there are a lot of people who are saying, oh, my God, he's black. We can't have a black Doctor Who. Well, you obviously haven't been watching because not only is the last Doctor Who a woman, which they complain about, they've also introduced a black woman who was a previous regeneration. You're a bit late on your racism. <laughs> well... That kind of goes hand in hand with it, doesn't it? I mean, they supposed to they should have been around like in about seventeen twenty, not twenty twenty, so yeah, or twenty twenty two for that matter. Let's see. <clears throat> Other good news. She Hulk finally has a date. It is coming on August seventeenth to Disney Plus. And people are still not sure whether it's a comedy, an action thing, an action comedy, or what's going on with that, because there's no trailers or previews or anything other than a shot of what might be Tatiana's Ms. Ms. Lonnie's uh, green skin in a tight-fitting purple suit. Okay, which one? that's all we got. It's she slash Hulk, which is interesting that it's not she dash Hulk, it's she slash Hulk. She divided by Hulk. Implying no. that there's going to be maybe more separation between the characters, or maybe that we'll get to see Mark Ruffalo a little more often than just a cameo, which would be fun. That could be interesting, and we'd find out if he stays as Professor Hulk, which was a stupid name. 
I understand the concept. It's a stupid name, though. Anyway, the previous series, which ended not too long ago, I think we both enjoyed uh, Moon Knight, which may or may not be coming back at any point, and it may be mis uh, recast because its star may want to go somewhere else, and I just lost his name. I keep wanting to go Poe Dameron, and nope, that's his Star Wars character. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Thank I was like, it starts with an O. <laughs> wow. Who's that guy? It's the Oscar Mayer Wiener guy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, the, I don't think he's... Uh, it's not like he is bound to Marvel properties and can't do anything else. It's like it's just all about the timing, I'm sure. So why would he not want to continue? So, I, mean, I think that's just kind of like... he did a good job. Yeah, I, I think that's just, you know, one of these things that speculation gets out there and it's like, oh my God, it's not going to happen. Oh, it is going to happen. It's like, shut up and just wait for things, you know? It's like, that's ridiculous. I'm sure he'll be back. But there's there's certainly no rush to for him to come back because it's not even announced you know it's not scheduled yet it's like like you just said i mean we're all, we're gonna get she hulk and before that miss marvel's gonna be on it's like they they have so many properties in the, the second works. loki series yeah it's it's not like he uh he has to start filming next week or something so yeah i mean the only thing i didn't care for in moon knight is i thought the last episode was kind of rushed i wish they'd had it two more episodes to go because I thought they were just doing too much work in the final episode to wrap everything up. But other than that, I mean, it beats dragging the thing out. Yeah, for sure. So I'd much rather they did it that way than it's like, oh, let's have a lot of padding. Let's make it a 10 episode series. It's like you're falling asleep by episode eight. Yeah, that's not good either. So well, we'll get to a series that does that in a minute. <laughs> that's so sad. But and, and I really wish that the uh, the reveal of another personality had shown up sooner in the series but it's cool that the way they did it because it definitely says it's like well we're gonna do another series for sure because uh, one of the main characters didn't sh show up until literally the final seconds of this one so you almost have to continue it i would think so i have to say though i really enjoyed the in the first episode there was a chase using an ice cream truck that for some reason was yes. playing Wham's Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Yeah, which makes perfect sense because... Holy cow, that, 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 that that's just so bizarre, but it worked. Well, it works because he had to wake up because he's in his other persona, so... That's true. And he's go-going in an ice cream truck. Ice cream trucks are, are the uh, definitive new getaway vehicle, for sure. Sure, why not? So, so fast. And they handle so well, <laughs> which made that made that whole sequence so fun because it was so ridiculous. So yeah, recommending Moon Knight? Oh, definitely, sure. Okay. I can't imagine many people who listen to the show, all three of them, haven't watched it yet. But if That's you haven't, yeah, you definitely should be. I mean, it's a Marvel. Disney Plus series, so it kind of just that's almost like the rubber stamp is like, yeah, of course you should be watching it. Why the hell aren't you watching it? So, well, Moon Knight was really, really good. Enjoyed it a lot. How about a series that has the, uh, let's see, Paramount Plus stamp of approval and, and goes to another major franchise? How many people that, do you think are going to pay attention to this series? And if they haven't watched it yet, they're not going to after I talk about it. <laughs> Yes. 
I liked the first series of Picard. It was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It, it, I mean, it, yeah, it had its issues. Second season. Basically, the Borg are petitioning for peace and wanting to join the Federation. Really? That's kind of strange. So they put Picard on the new Stargazer, which if you watch the series, you know, that was the name of his original ship. Oh, but this new ship, which is the kind of thing that's supposed to go out on, you know, five year missions to explore strange new worlds and new civilizations and all that crap. This looks too new. It is too polished. I don't want to go on a five-year mission in this. I'm afraid I'm going to break something. <laughs> That's how it looks on there. It's it's shiny. And it looks like if I take one misstep on the floor, I'm going to slide all the way down to engineering and have to start all over again. Give it some carpets, something. I don't know. It It's too shiny. Don't do that. Anyway, in the end of the first episode... The Borg show up, take it over, try to take over Starfleet through something that's in the Stargazer, and uh-oh, Picard sets the self-destruct machine, and it blows up. Now, apparently an instant before they die, Q, yes, he's in this series, because you've seen the commercials, Q changes something in Los Angeles in 2024 to create the Mirror Universe where Picard is apparently similar to Hitler and Seven of Nine is the president of the whole thing. Really? Hmm. So they find the rest of the crew that was with them when it when, when the Stargazer blew up, and they have to go back in time to fix what happened in 2024, so they take their ship up to 88 miles an hour, <clears throat> and presto, they're in 2024 L.A. Although, there are a, there's a lot of little niggly things that irritate the crap out of me about this series let's start with they're about to crash into los angeles but they realize we can't crash into la there's millions of people that live there and so they crash into france well a wormhole opened and you just crash into instantly crash into france on the other side of the planet. how how did you do that and those people don't matter i guess i don't know I, I, I don't get the crashed ship. You're going to like this. The crashed ship. How do they hide it? They turn on their cloaking device. Meanwhile, inside the ship, it's cold in here. Well, the heat's out. It doesn't work. You got a cloaking device, but not heat? <laughs> <laughs> that what sounds pretty ship horrible. are you on? Picard, I'm going to go over to that house over there and start a fire to keep warm. Yes, go right ahead. What? No. Let's see. Here's another thing. The communicators. They don't work because the communicator relay system is not there. Meanwhile, in previous systems, they've used the combat communicators to talk to each other across star systems from planets that have no technology in the first place. But not L.A. in 2024. There's not enough technology to... What? Mm. Anyway, my primary... That makes me sad. It, 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 oh, this is this is just not done well. My primary problem with this is that it's been done before in Star Trek. Exactly. Several times. Exactly. Basically, it's boldly going where we haven't gone for a couple of seasons. I mean, <clears throat> we can do better than this. Yes, it's nice. Yes, it's pretty. Yes, some of it is fun. And I suppose if you haven't seen any other Star Trek or any of the movies, this might work for you. But me, I've seen everything else so no 
Yeah. is just, no. This makes me glad that I stopped watching Picard about halfway through the first season because to me it was just kind of like the parts that were interesting were seemed to be rehashing other scripts and the yeah. parts that were boring were the only new parts. I was like, I don't really need to watch this because, you know, we all have limited time. Uh, yeah, Mirror Universe. OK, let's revisit that concept. Like how many thousands of times are we going to do the Mirror Universe thing? And and I never liked the character of Q because Q is like the biggest writer's cheat possible. Oh, you know what? Let's put in a character where anything is possible. So if we paint ourselves into a corner, Q pops up like like this right here. It's like, just stop it. It's like, that's just the worst kind of writing. It's so effing lazy. So I'm really enjoy the, fr- the episode where yeah. Q sent them to the Borg the first time. And, and why would they why would they trust the Borg? I was like, oh, yeah, OK, that's cool. It's like, we know that you're all about assimilating everything, but sure, go ahead and join us. It's like, come aboard. It's like, what? It's a shock. You actually were lying? I can't believe it. It's like. It's like Hitler wanting to join your Mahjong group. It's like, no, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. That is yeah. so sad. There is some good news, though. There is good news. Because I've been watching Strange New Worlds, which is the new Star Trek episode. And technically, it is a prequel. But let's flip this. It actually is Star Trek. They are going to explore Strange New Worlds. They're going to find new stuff. And I'm loving this. And I know there's only two episodes. And I know where what three of the characters end up everybody yep. else is new it can be a whole new thing exactly um, yeah so this is i mean they are i mean they're retreading the the oldest star trek ground i mean they, they this is this is this based is a on pilot, pilot a pilot for the show which they decided not to do and they re, revamped the show entirely but then they wound up using it after all because it's like hey we got all this footage let's do something with it so they chopped it up and made the two-part show, The Menagerie. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I really, really like this. I like the fact that they've set it up that Pike knows his future because it sets up this moral conflict with, with Pike. Uh, I like that we've got Spock. I like that we've got Uhura. And I'm we sorry, have I guess Apple. we know a couple of them. And so there's a few characters in there that, that we know, but they're all the early early versions of it. I, I like that Ahura is a much more central character already than basically she ever was on the original series. Um, I like I like everything they're doing with it. I like that they've returned to that original concept of literally strange new worlds where yeah. it's episodic and you don't need to follow it like a slave and it's like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening because I missed an episode. It's like, yeah, you pretty much know what's, what's happening. So and the acting, I think, is really, really good. Yeah. I'm pleased to see that Anson Mount can act because from the entire run of the Inhumans. Oh, stop Black picking Hulk, on them. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I, I thought all he could do is simulate going to the bathroom because that's how he always looked. The entire show is awful. And, but he's, he's really – he was – his portrayal of Black Bolt in Doctor Strange 2 was infinitely better than the entire time he played – the character on the Inhumans TV show because they actually gave him direction. So that was that was miraculous. But yeah, he's really, really good as Pike. I like the fact that Pike is not Kirk. He's not Picard. He's not named the Starship captain of your of your choice. He's his own character. And they're, they're taking the time to flesh out these characters. But at the same time, they're telling really interesting 
fun stories, which is really, really cool. So, well, we're only two episodes in, so there's plenty of time to screw it up. But there is, but hopefully, yeah, a lot of times two episodes, the first episode is like, okay, you got your feet wet. And sometimes they take too long to get things going. They didn't. I thought it was a really good show. And the second episode, now they've fully launched it. And I thought the second episode was even better. So, yeah, hopefully it continues because to me, this is the best Star Trek property since the original series. It's it really could very well be. I did good. like the the jab at the uh, what what was the line? There, we're going to change the name of Prime Directive One. Or, or the, yeah. uh, General Order One to the Prime Directive. Oh yeah, that'll stick. Right. There's there's <laughs> lots of little fun callbacks like that, but yes. I like the, the the underlying issue of of Pike dealing with what he knows his his future is and the fact that he's like, Oh, okay. And and number one keeps telling him, it's like, well, maybe you can change the future and it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But so far really, really good. And the effects are incredibly good. Yes. Which they should be a Star Trek show, but still really good. I like that. They seem to know where they're going as opposed to, Characters the mo- of the, the the next movie I'm going to talk about, <laughs> which was called The Maze. Now this came out in 1953, and normally I would not go back to find a horror movie from what is this 70 almost 70 years ago. But a friend of mine put put a clip of this on her Facebook page, and I laughed my ass off of it because it was really really poorly done but then i found out something very interesting about it let's talk about the story really briefly man is going to be married to woman they are what a concept right they're in the south of france but he gets called back to a castle in scotland where his uncle has died left in the castle and he is not allowed to see her anymore ever 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 oh dear so she decides to go to scotland with I could never tell if it was his aunt or her aunt that she was with. Takes her along to find out what happened to him. And they get to the castle, and the castle has uh, is not modern at all. It has no lighting. It has I don't think it had indoor plumbing. Uh, it had a maze outside that you're not allowed to go to. Every night after 11 o'clock, you're supposed to be locked into your rooms. Why? They didn't find out until the end when the creature showed up anyway the whole thing is it's not really well acted uh the storyline is kind of crap especially since everyone keeps going kept telling the 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 woman who's trying to find all this stuff out let it go and she goes no i'm not going to i'm going to try this next doesn't work let it go no, I'm going to try this. And that, that happens a lot. And eventually she goes, <laughs> maybe I should let it go. And that's when the monster shows up. And the monster, I swear to God, looks like the the frog monster from the Scooby-Doo episode that had Davy Jones in it. If you remember that episode, you're, you're now going, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's pretty bad. It came from this. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> The movie is not the main thing here. The main thing is the technique they used to film it. Because I don't know that anyone's done this since. 
And I, I mean, with action adventure movies, this is going, that we have today. You can't even do Star Trek with this because this is a, a very hard technique to do. Each scene was filmed three times, at least, possibly more in some of them, where you film the background. The focus is not on any of the characters or anything. It is literally on the back. The ba- you know, if we have a dining room scene, it's focused on the back wall. It's filmed a second time. It is focused on the table in the middle of the room. The third time is focused on the characters leaning against the table having a conversation. So it's a whole big layered effect on the in the filming process. It is n- technically not 3D, but for this film in 1953, if you can find the 1080p D, uh, Blu-ray version, like I did, I dug around a bit on Amazon. Hey, look, there it is. It, you, yeah, it's not like I said. It's not quite 3D, but boy, is it close. Uh, it is a very clever layering effect. So, and it was cheap too. I've forgotten the price, and I'm not going to look it up now. I'll let you do that. See, I'm giving you homework. See how evil go. I am. Very nice, very evil. No, I'm not Danhausen. Anyway, <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a very interesting film just to watch for the film itself, not the story. Well, see, now I'm going to have to find this because it is interesting. Richard Carlson, who was Thank in a you. lot of a lot of 50s films like Creature of the Black Lagoon, he's the he's the the semi chiseled jaw in a lot of 50s B movies. Uh, and, but the director is really interesting, William Cameron Menzies, who is an art director for like a thousand years in Hollywood, like the art director of Gone with the Wind, for instance, and one of the versions of Alice in Wonderland. So it kind of makes sense that uh, he went with that approach. Now, this says it was it was filmed in 3D, but of course... It, it says, well, no, it says 3D. When you're watching it, it's not going to be in 3D because... Right. You know. I think they did go back and make a 3D version of it. Um, because there was a, a 3D Blu-ray, which I don't have the 3D Blu-ray player, nor do I have the 3D TV, because I knew that that, techno- that, that technology is not perfected yet, and it's going to be kind of a waste of money. <clears throat> I apologize to all of you who have bought all that, thinking, it's going to be around forever! And you haven't <laughs> seen it in a long time, have you? I mean, it, it actually has been a couple of years since I've seen anyone advertise, we've done it in 3D. Really? I haven't seen that in a while. Not too often you see home releases in that. No, it's it, it's not like that caught fire or anything. Uh-huh. That, that's a uh-huh. That's a very good segue. Thank you. So we're speaking of sequels and remakes and all the rest of it. So just this weekend, a sequel of a semi-beloved Stephen King film. Remember when It blew up and It had already been done? And it was gigantic, and they were hoping that it would uh, strike twice, and it, it did not. So they've done a remake of Firestarter, and it's not that it's bad. <laughs> it's not that it's – I mean, it's okay. But if you go to see it at the movie theaters, you're going to be unhappy that you spent time to go to the movie there. Uh, and the money, let alone. It is also streaming 
Uh, and honestly, I can't even remember which service it's streaming on, if it's HBO Max or Paramount Plus. And frankly, it's not even just look for yourself, because if it was really worth finding, I would have bothered to make a note of which streaming service it's on. You're so, giving them homework, too? Yeah, they have homework. It's like <laughs> if you want to subject yourself to the new version of Firestarter. Uh, it's again, it's not that it's bad, but there was no point in remaking the movie because it's not any better it doesn't change doesn't really make any changes to the story they, they at least they they do have uh, a native american playing the native american in the film so that's an improvement because uh george c scott is a long way from native american and that's who played rain bird in the first one uh looking for the gentleman who plays him where is he listed? Why is he so far down the list? There he is. Michael Gray Eyes plays Rainbird. He's pretty good. Uh, Zach Erfman plays the dad. He's okay. Young actress Ryan Kira Armstrong plays Charlie McGee. Most of the time she looks like she's really pissed off, which is the same thing that we saw in the first version of Firestarter because she's really pissed off because people are being mean and like killing her mom and crap like that. So and, and if that's a spoiler, uh, the book came out like in the 70s. And so, you know, you've had time. You've had plenty of time to figure out the plot. Uh, again, something to just kind of sit and chill through. It was like, OK, fine. But it's, it's just one of those movies you put on for background noise that you won't like look up at one moment and say, oh, my God, this is wretched. I'm going to turn it off before I vomit. It's not bad. It's just kind of there. It, re- it was one of these movies that's. There's really no point in remaking it. It's a screensaver. It's not than the original. Basically, it is a, it's a bright red screensaver. <laughs> what it is. Uh, I also saw a movie that came out last year, which is a sequel to a remake reboot, Halloween, which was really good. This is Halloween Kills, which picks up literally the same second that Halloween ends. Uh, basically... Just rewind, rewind. Can you rewind? Uh, just, just scoop back on on your version of what you're listening to. Uh, a fire starter, and it's the same thing. It's not that it's terrible. It's also just there's just not much point in doing it. It's a lot like Halloween too, of the original Halloween. It's like okay, so there's more killing, and it makes less sense, and it's just kind of like now this is on HBO Max. So and again, this came out last year. So but it's on HBO Max. So if you want to, again, have a screensaver with a lot of blood on it, there you go. There's Halloween Kills. Um, Not a bad film. Also not a film that ever needed to be made. So blah. The last thing I'm going to talk about is a new film. New as in last year. But at least it's a new concept. Thank God. Uh, Wow. Maybe it's the best of them, but I'm not even sure because, again, other than the fact that it's not a remake or a sequel, it's not particularly good. It's okay. This is M. Night Shyamalan's latest film called Old. Uh, The poster for this film, it's a horror film, it's Shyamalan, shows... A woman at the beach, and everything is fine. The left side of her, on the right side of her body, sorry, because I'm looking at it. At the left side of her body, her foot has become completely skeletal. 
Her leg is wasted away and withered, and so is her left arm. That is by far the scariest thing that's in this movie, and it's the poster. <laughs> it's supposed to be a horror movie. Uh, it's PG-13. It doesn't mean you can't make scary movies that are PG-13. Absolutely, you can. But it's the premise is these people are stuck on a beach, and they gradually get older just as the hours move on. They, there are some young kids there. The kids age rapidly, like just a couple hours later, and they, they've aged like six or seven years. Part of the problem with, with this movie is the adults don't noticeably age like at all in that same time frame. You would notice at, at that very end, finally, oh, look, they, they finally decided to go to the makeup department and give them wrinkles. It's like this should have happened halfway through the film, but it didn't. So that's a problem with the film. Uh, it turns out, that, of course, there's a big twist at the end because it's M. Night. And then there's another twist after that. And those were both pretty good, but they were also both pretty predictable, especially the one twist that was supposed to be the big twist. It's like, yeah, we saw that one coming because... Just because we did, you know, if you want to watch it, I'm not going to spoil it for you again. Not bad, but he is so, so far away from when he was making films like The Sixth Sense or Unbreakable or even The Village, which I like The Village a lot. A lot of people don't like The Village. I like The Village a lot more. But I will admit that there's a slope. You start off with The Sixth Sense at the top. Goes down a little bit for Unbreakable. Goes down even more for The Village. Then you hit the trough of all the crap he was making, like The Happening, or Jesus, The Last Airbender. Oh my God! Oh, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He he finally started bringing it up again. Amazingly, when he did Split, which was really really good, which was oh look, here's a sequel that nobody knew was coming to Unbreakable, which was great. No one and then knew it he, was a sequel until the end. Yeah, and then he kind of crapped the bed when they did the sequel to that, which was unfortunate. The movie was really good until he decided to screw up and kill all the good characters. And if that's a spoiler alert for a movie, he's like, don't watch it anyway. So I'm not even going to say the name, name of the movie. Um, you know, it's just I, I really don't understand how you could be so talented for a good period of time because he's not a one hit wonder and then lose it the way he has. And he just he's lost it. Old is okay. I mean, it's like a thousand times better than the happening, which still only means it's okay. Because that move that's that's the only movie to me that stands up to anything close to the absolute uh, what's what's the word for the most egregious piece of crap on on the planet? I don't know, but cats is still the cats? worst film ever to me. Yeah, cats. But the <laughs> happening is almost as damn bad. But at least the happening has one scene that was cool when the people just like walk off the top of the building. That was cool. So there's 10, 15 seconds of the happening, which is really good. Not the same thing for cats. There's a lot more to old that's good, but it's just it's just not worth it. So I have three movies, which are, again, all of them are fun background crap to watch while you're, I don't know, folding your laundry or something. But. None of them really hit the mark at all, which is just pretty sad. Pretty sad indeed. It's pretty- yeah, I can I can throw other screensaver movies out. The Mortal Kombat movies. Yes. That, that, that's kind of got the first idea of, of a movie being a screensaver because I heard someone describe Mortal Kombat 2 as that is an excellent screensaver. 
Yeah, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, it is a, it is a good screensaver. Yeah. I, but, so, I can't really say don't bother watching any of these movies, because they all have their fans. Right? On IMDb, the ratings for the new Firestarter are 4.7, which is pretty crappy. Uh, the rating for Halloween Kills is 5.5. The rating for Old is 5.8, which literally has changed since I pulled it up, because it was 5.7 before, seriously. Um <laughs> But, but, are any of them worth your time? I mean, really? Uh, the Maze, the movie, that has a rating of 5.8. Yeah, but it makes you know, a good screensaver because you're not going to want to pay any attention to it. You know, some, is it a, even a B movie from the 50s? And that has virtually the same rating as the best of the three brand new films with pretty damn big budgets. That I talked about. They, they probably spent like 80 bucks making the maze, you know, so. Yike. At least that's good. What we're, saying. <laughs> what we're saying here is watch Moon Knight, watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And quite frankly, you know, watch the maze just for the filming effects. Everything else. If you need a screensaver, we've listed a few. We <laughs> have. Yeah. Oh, geez. But there is one last thing that I would like to leave you with. I don't know if you've noticed, but COVID numbers have been going up. They have. So I'm thinking, you know, expect more lockdowns. Oh, joy. Which basically means as much as I'd love to tell you to put on a mask and go to a theater and watch a movie, I'm not going to. I'm going to say stay home and stream a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Dorn, that's the end. <laughs>